Oh, my mic was set to off. What the? My heck? mic was set to off. Your mic was set to off. We'll cut. We'll cut all that out. Damn, we can't even get your bit in. Yeah, I know. I was about to let me let me do it right now, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you know who I am? Mm, can you do it one more time? No, 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 no. That's not the. That's not what I'm asking. It's not. It's not a an impression that I'm asking you to oh, okay. identify. I'm asking oh. you if you can tell me who I am. Uh, yeah, I can. Wrong. The right answer is I am Mr. Diamond, Knockout City. Wow. Yeah. Diamond. What is that? Is yeah. that the top rank? That's the top rank, baby. Wow. 3v3? I climbed the leader. Three v three, baby. I climbed the leaderboards. I climbed the ranks, and I'm at the top. Wow, I'm sitting. Beautiful. I'm sitting up there with Stolly. I'm sitting up there with Bugsy, bro. Have I'm you not, played Stolly yet? I have not played Stolly, but I did play Bugsy. I don't know if I talked to you about the boy Bugsy though. He's you also did. you did you told me about him. Yeah, they basically you know in the same leagues. I played him before I had I got to Diamond. And he set me back, so you know I was like, all right, oh, bro. Wow. I can, <laughs> I was like, all right, let me let me see when he when this man is streaming, so I know not to try and rank up then because I'm not I'm not trying to get set back. Oh nah, we are, we too, playing the avoiding game, huh? I'm playing the avoiding okay. game. I okay. know I can't beat him. Not yet, at least. You know, I gotta, I gotta train up. This is like you know You're playing uh, soft. Oh nah. No, no, no. It's like uh, you know how Gone and Killua they were they were beating ass. Then they go to Greed Island, and then they immediately got their asses beat. So then Bisky had to right. had to train them up. That's what that's what this right, is right okay. now. Okay, I respect it. I respect thank it. You, thank you, thank you. But oh, yeah, man, Mr. Diamond, me, thank you. Let me play you. a little sound effect for you. Let me see where give the, me the sound effect. applause sound effect. Give me give me a quick pause, real quick. There you go. I inserted thank some. You. Uh, thank you. Thank some, you. Thank uh, you. Clapping there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah, cut the pause out too. Thank you, man. Yeah, that's. I mean, that was just beautiful, man. That's, that's you know, you are, you know, they're talking about GameStop, AMC, Diamond Hands. No, you're the true Diamond Hands. That's what diamond I'm with saying. The dodgeballs. That's what I'm saying, bro. And it's painful, bro. Imagine getting hit with a diamond dodgeball. You would die. Die, absolutely. Well, you lose I mean, your life right there, right then. I mean, not necessarily, because if you think about it, like we're talking about human force. You know, you probably get a concussion. Like, imagine if somebody threw it well. I guess if somebody threw a rock at your head, and we're talking your force, though, we're talking knockout oh, city true, force. True, 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 true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you charge you know, up the you ball. You know how them ragdoll physics kick Sheesh. in on knockout city. These uh, these people are dead. That's true. Absolutely. And if you're you're standing next to a cliff, you fall off that cliff yeah. from being hit, and then there's yeah. just there's just no recovery from it. I wonder if if the lore is kind of like you know every time you die, it's just a clone replacing you. Whoa, that could be some interesting. Maybe. It's a dive a little deeper. Velen Studios, go ahead and release the the 30, 300 page lore, Knockout City lore book. I'm here for it because I want to know why, need that. why are there cars on that one map? Why are they driving around hitting me all the time? Exactly, exactly. I need to know. No road rules. Exactly. I mean, I We're supposed you, to have the right of way. We got flying cars, so technically they could just fly above me. So why are they on the ground? Riddle me I that, Knockout. All they can do is hover. If you look in it's the background, true. you see them cars flying all over the place. They up in the I sky. I mean, yeah, your car, your car that you come in on, uh, flies as well. That's so. true. You be zooming. Let's get into the show, Let's my guy. Show, you know how man. we're doing this? Clap on three, and then we're just gonna start it up. Uh, all right, then sounds good to me. 
Well, I guess I said on three. We're just going to count down from three. All right. Three, two, one, clap. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 154 of the Player Player Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to the both old and new additions to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do. And what's that, Arson? Talk about video game conferences. Talk about video game conferences every Thursday of every week. We gather around the virtual water cooler to discuss video games and the culture surrounding them. I'm your host, Joseph Hooper, a.k.a. The Hoop Man, along with my co-host, the judge, jury, and executioner himself, Arsene Lakpa. Hey guys, it's me, judge, jury, executioner. Jury executioner is actually my name, you know. My name, my title is judge, but my, my first name is jury, and my last name is executioner. So I just wanted to, you know, kind of clarify that, because people that come to me sometimes, they're like, oh, are you, are you the judge, jury, and executioner? And I'm like, no, 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 no. My name is judge, jury, executioner. You know, oh, and it's, it's a bad, lot of there's a lot of a lot of confusion there. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, I, you know, I really don't know why my family name is Executioner or why my uh, you know family decided to name me Jury because like what kind of name is that? But you know, that's yeah. the name that that's the way that the uh, cards were dealt to me, and I'm sticking with it. You know, I'm proud of my family. I'm proud of my name. The ex- we the Executioners, we just uh, we just love living life, and we love you know spreading positive vibes. So you know, I just wanted to kind of clear that up for you guys. So thank you. Just a, just a quick reminder that if you guys want to help support the show, you guys can go to playerplayerpod.com, go to the bottom of the page and visit our Kofi link, and you guys can donate as low as a dollar. If you don't want to support monetarily, you guys can help by sharing the show to your friends and leaving a positive review on your platform of choice. Once again, leave your review on iTunes. We'll read it on the show. It has to be three stars and up, though. Preferably, we'd like a nice little five stars. But uh, but I, I, beggars can't be choosers, as my mom always said, you know. I'm gonna be a choosy beggar. Give me a five star. Okay. If okay. you give me a four star, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Can we leave comments on reviews? Is that a feature on uh, uh, Apple? No. No. Okay. No. Well, I might. Uh, you know, I might. You know, switch career paths real quick. Go try and f- get a job at Apple. Uh, you know, beg them to implement a commenting. You know, feature underneath reviews, so that way I could then berate you and send hate comments to you, telling you that you need to up your review. You know, it's a, wow. a long term. It's a long game. I feel you like know that'd be like a conflict of interest or something. Uh, I mean, they do that on a uh, Google Google reviews. They let the uh, shop owners, you know, clap back and oh, be that's like, true. That's true. They'll be like, actually, sir, you never even came to this store before. So why are you giving <laughs> us a one star? I love when the owners do that. Like, <laughs> like y'all seen so, everybody that came to this damn store? Come on now. It's like, bro, what are you talking about? Sometimes they do be right, and somebody will leave a whack ass I mean, yeah. review. But most of the yeah, time, they just be bitching and moaning for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Let's let's just get into the show. We got a lot to yes, talk about here. Do. Um, once again, this is. I mean, Thursday E three has started. I think by the time this podcast is dropping, because I think Summer Games Fest starts on Thursday of this week. So uh, we're in the thick of it, man. We're 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 in the calm before the storm. E three is right upon us. Last week we did our predictions. Um, and this week we got more E3 content because that's really all there is to talk about uh, around this time. Uh, so before I jumped into that, though, there's a hot debate. There's a hot debate. And, you know, I'll leave it up to you to see how deep we want to go on this. But okay, uh, recently 
we discovered that God of War, Gran Turismo 7, definitely not coming out mm. this year. Delayed. Uh, or not even delayed. I, don't, I guess God of War did. They did say it was coming out 2021. But uh, delayed in the 2022, at least. Um, but a bigger deal. Uh, God of War, uh, Gran Turismo 7, and of course Horizon, Forbidden West are all confirmed to be cross-generation titles. Meaning, you know, not only will they be playable on the PS5, uh, the latest and greatest hardware, but... They will also be playable on the base PS4 that mm-hmm. was released. Who knows how many years ago? I that was 2014, I believe, 20, I or 2013. Yeah, 2014, more than you know, thir- you know, 2014, more than what? Seven, seven, seven years, years ago. About? Yeah, just about. Um, so it, there was a lot of. I think it was very divisive, divisive um, about how much people cared about this, um, how much people, you know, what side people were on. How do you feel about this, man? You know, uh, you know, thinking about this whole entire situation, you know, it reminds me of a nice little, uh, nice little quote, a nice little clip from uh, the beloved uh, basketball announcer. I don't know, is he? Just, I think he's just a sportscaster, Stephen A. Smith. The video oh, where he's yeah. just like, "We do not care." That's me right now, bro. I'm like, bro. I, I when I, when I cop the PS5, my all my worries about the PS4 and all that, you know, that peasant bullshit, bro. That's peasant bullshit to me, bro. I don't right. I don't care what's right. coming to PS4. You know, I understand some people are mad about it. They're all like, "Oh, wow, blah blah blah." I don't even I don't even fully get it. Like, what do you like what did what do they expect, bro? These game the game started development before PS5 even existed basically. Well, not before it right. existed, but before it was like, you know, really publicly available, probably before they were even able to get their hands on, you know, the the hardware, the technology to develop for it. So like, what right. do they expect? unless they want, you know, these studios to like, you know, dial it back uh you know push the release dates out three four five years so that way they can make it just for ps5 like i'm like what do you want them to do man like the the game exclusively ps5 games will be coming out eventually we'll be able to you know fully max out the ps5 give it two three years but these games were already known about before the ps like five was known about so i'm just i just think people need to shut the hell up that's kind of uh where i stand on the situation i don't know are you on the are you on my team or are you a, are you an op, bro? Are you on the other side? Uh, I I am not an op. Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I, I get the I get the upset feeling, right? What is the like, upset feeling, though? The upset feeling is that in theory, in theory, God of War, Gran Turismo Seven, and uh, Horizon Forbidden West. These are games that. Um, will not be able to change core mechanics um, that, you know, leverage the PS5 technology because whatever core mechanics they incorporate on, you know, these games, uh, they also need to be able to run on the base PS4. Mm -hmm. So by that logic, they're like, okay, well, we know these games aren't going to have uh, crazy uh, mechanics that really, uh, leverage the SSD or, or the, the CPU or whatever uh, that could, you know, lead to some cooler in-game, you know, I guess me- it's all about the mechanics, right? The visuals, we know the visuals will be upped. Um, I'm sure there's some sort of ceiling on that as well um, to how much they can push the graphic fidelity and scale it um, while still also, you know, making it, you know, being able to scale down to the PS5 or PS4 or whatever. I don't know. Um, but that's that's kind of the the argument there was like, if if the PS4 wasn't here, 
they could kind of let their desk can kind of let loose and push the boundaries on what they wanted to do with these next games. Right. Right. I get that argument, mm-hmm. but everything you said prior, I completely agree with. Right. Um, for one, right. I know there's a lot of people being like, Oh, Sony has never done this before. Um, like blah, blah, blah. Like it's this present, like, okay. None of this past stuff matters. Right. Every, uh, every generation we got a new leader in charge right now is Jim Ryan right now. PlayStation is absolutely kicking ass. They're selling mi- millions upon millions of on millions of copies of games. And let's look at it, man. God of war horizon, Spider-Man, including, you know, Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't know how well Grant Turismo sells, but those other three games are, I think they're best selling, uh, titles in general their best-selling franchises in general on the platform right right so um just the fact that like hey we're gonna put these games out uh and we're only gonna put it on the ps5 for why you know what i'm saying like these are their 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 things that sell consoles these are the the things that get people to pull out their wallets ratchet and clank as cool as that is and ex- as exciting as i am to get that People aren't crazy about Ratchet and Clank. This is not a franchise that has been, you know, in the public eye for PlayStation selling gangbusters uh, year over year. Like, it is the perfect candidate to be a PS5 exclusive. Um, Not a lot of people have PS5s right now. The people that do can buy it, you know, if they want to and try it out. And this can be the example of, like, this is what the PS5 can really do. Um, There's just so, there's so many factors to this. Like, one... Like you said, they're going to have to push the release. If they truly wanted to make the game, uh, you know, take advantage of all the PS5 bells and whistles, they would have to push the release date. Mm-hmm. Um, like, who knows how long these games have been in development, right? Right. Um, like you said, they might not have had dev kits um, at that time. Again, God of War, uh, Miles Morales, and Horizon Forbidden West are all sequels, right? So these uh, these are games where the teams have invested a lot of money to build these engines uh, and build these systems that these games run on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I highly doubt that they were going to make God of War 2, uh, Spider-Man 2. Uh, oh, my alarm's going off to feed my dog, but uh, dog's not here. So uh, dog Horizon dog. 2, um, like they're not going to completely redo that engine after one game. Like, right. It's unbelievable that they, that we're getting sequels this fast. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm Very excited true. about what I'm, I'm excited about what the future holds. You know, I'm sure God of War three, Horizon three, Spider Man, the true Spider Man two, will take advantage of the PS five in a handful of years, and it'll be great. But I mean, I I understand, but I also am like, it's really not that big of a deal. Like, when have we ever had? this level of you know quality coming out of a first party studio in the first one to two years of a, of a console launch right right like look at fucking uh you know infamous second son great game mm-hmm. right but when, and that was a ps4 exclusive right that was that that's the thing that people refer to when they're like but well on ps4 infamous second son like you know was ps4 exclusive but then you look at that and compare it to the last of us 2 at the end of the PS4 generation, those look like two right. completely different games. They don't even look like they came on the same damn console. So I'm saying just let these devs take their time, 
let them, you know, understand the hardware. Let's not try and just ham fist any like, you know, tech into the game just to say like, oh yeah, we're taking advantage of the PS5. Like I God of War was a 10 out of 10 on, on the PS4. If they give me more of that, regardless of if it's a PS4 title, PS5 title, I'm going to be happy. Right. It, do, it doesn't, I don't need the core mechanics to be changed. On the flip side, Horizon for me was like a, a 8 out of 10, right? And there were a lot of things that they can improve on that really don't really have anything to do with the core mechanics. Like I've, I've always complained about the side missions and like the human settlements in the game. I didn't really like those. And I mm-hmm. felt like a lot of those things didn't really have a lot of meaning. You could do so much to improve that for me and turn that game into a 10 out of 10 that has nothing to do with, you know, taking advantage of core or changing <laughs> core mechanics because of the PS five. Right? right. So, um, that's what I, I think it'll be fine. And, you know, if it's a good game, it's a good game. Uh, if it's trash, it's trash. The, the PS five, you know, hardware is not going to save that. So, um, big facts. You spitting we'll facts see, right yeah. now, bro. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there guys. Just hold your horses. We'll get there in a couple years. If you're mad, uh, just, like just come on now what are you doing just play well, just play you, some games you don't even have a ps5 right now yeah. i don't want to hear, hear y'all talking bro y'all should be so begging someone y'all should be on hands and knees thanking them for giving yeah, y'all anybody game, with bro. a ps4 if y'all a fan of this podcast and y'all still have a ps4 and don't have a ps5 yet you know i you know prayers and thoughts with you Damn. um we'll make sure to get you we'll, we'll make sure to hook you up we're not gonna hook you up but we'll make sure to someone get will. you in contact with the retailers um, so that uh, we'll give you the you know, strategies, the techniques yeah. in order to exactly. help you to set you up for success. You know, we don't exactly. no handouts here on the on the podcast. No, 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 not not. We believe in, you know, small government over here on this <laughs> podcast. But uh, if you don't listen to this podcast and you complaining, shut the hell up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shut the hell you up. Tell no respect for you. Anyways, 20 minutes into the show. Let's get to the to the main topic here. Right. Last week we had our predictions this week. I wanted to do a little E3 watchers guide, all right? Um, And basically what I mean by that is, you know, you and I have been around for a while. We've watched E3 for a while. And we kind of know how these conferences goes. Go. Like, we know when we watch a conference or a presentation that's 60 to 90 minutes and it's kind of ass, we know why it was ass. We know when we watch a Direct, what will make a Nintendo Direct hype and what will make a Nintendo Direct, uh, you know, a flop. So I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, what Microsoft, Nintendo and a lot of these other publishers have to do mm-hmm. over this next week to to come out with an A on our report cards. So what they have to avoid, what they need to kind of lean into um, and what our listeners should basically look out for uh, when when uh, looking at these press conferences. So uh, let's let's kind of just jump into this. All right. Um, before I get into the, the back and forth on our opinions on different types of, you know, characteristics of these conferences, I wanted to go out and say, first and foremost, everybody has to set their expectations accordingly. Mm -hmm. Um, COVID has had an impact on the games industry, obviously. Um, that's why a lot of these games are getting delayed. Um, we probably won't see a ton of release dates. We probably won't see a ton of gameplay for a lot of the games that we're we're kind of excited to see, and I think that's okay, right? Like, there's nothing you can really do about that. Um, so, as as much as I want this to be a super hyped E3 kind of back to normal, you know, just like we were two years ago when we're getting off the wall announcements, off the wall gameplay, uh, banger after banger, um, 
I, I think we all need to kind of take a step back and realize, hey, look, you know, they're going to give us what they need to give us to get us hyped. But at the same time, uh, I'm, I'm sure that it will show that uh, this year was not a normal year for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, whether that, you know, comes in the form of lack of dates, lack of actual gameplay or whatever. We'll see. But uh, I wanted to call that out first and foremost. Now, with that being said, let's start off on balance. All right. What is the perfect balance when you're when you sit down with your little popcorn and your mm-hmm. your cherry coke and you're watching the Microsoft uh, uh, press conference or the Nintendo press conference? What is the perfect balance of a, of a showcase for you? Um, I know a lot of times we'll have people walk out, you know, give presentations, um, say, hey, look, this is all the things we've done for Xbox or, hey, these are the things you're going to see or here are the devs talking. Arson, let me know. Okay. When you're watching a conference, what's your balance? Like my personal preference, or what I like? You yeah, know, like what I like. Your personal bref- preference. If you let's let's kind of come into it from the thought process of hey, if you have to grade somebody, what are your criteria that you're going to grade them on? Looking at these these video game con- conferences. Okay, so I think you know, obviously it is a video game conference. So what I want to see is video games. You know, uh, that being said, I kind of want to see a little bit of gameplay. I just want to see like news and information regarding games that are going to be coming out in the next you know x amount of time or, or something like that so in my mind i'm thinking we have like this like kind of like a a breakdown that goes like this i'm, I'm thinking 75 percent is like game related news so this can be teaser trailers like cinematic trailers um you know game pay, gameplay trailers or just straight up just general announcements about the games that's 75 percent mm-hmm. Uh, 20% goes towards people talking about said, you know, announcements. You've got like, you know, your, uh, I don't know, Phil Spencer walking on the stage. He's talking about, wow, look at all these studios we got or some shit like that. You know, just mm-hmm. maybe general updates about the company itself. Uh, maybe about the consoles themselves, just general information. And then 5%. You gotta give me some type of performances, bro. Give me some performances, and oh, that's like no. that's just a little sprinkling, you know. I, nothing, definitely not more than five percent, bro. If you're going more than five percent mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. performances, you need to turn that shit off, bro. Like I don't want to see, I don't want to see two, three concerts happening at E3 or at yeah. you know somebody's conference or or something like that. Just let me you know, play a little song from a game that everybody loved. They mm-hmm. go out there with the orchestra playing the Halo theme song, the oh, like you know, just go out okay, there, okay. And just vibing, do that, yeah, I'm, and then I'm hype. So that's kind of like my little breakdown, you know, in a in a percentage format. What about okay. you? What uh, what are you looking at? I forgot concerts are an E3 staple, but I'm. It'll be weird, right? It'll be weird to see how they structure these now that they're it's all digital, mm-hmm. like if like because there's no audience. That they really need to rile up or, or entertain. I wonder if they're going to kind of throw away a lot of the gimmicks. Like, for example, EA, who I don't know if they're actually having a conference. I don't think they are. Typically, they bring out a fucking athlete, right, who talks 30 minutes <laughs> about who knows what Sports. the hell is their childhood or whatever. Not childhood. Um, like and if they were here this year, I feel like obviously they wouldn't need to do that. But I also don't know. Anyways, balance for me. Uh, I, I'd say I like a a good balance of announcements, updates and gameplay. All right. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of announcements and I think 
more specifically with Microsoft than other uh, companies because it's it's more about announcements relating to services and kind of uh, acquisitions and stuff like that. Nintendo, all their services, in my opinion, are pretty much pee-pee-poo-poo. So I really <laughs> don't want any non-game-related announcements from them. Um, and kind of, you know, same with Sony. Like, anytime they would talk about PS Now or, right. or anything like that, I don't really give a damn. But Microsoft is, is in my opinion, the king of services. Um, so i got to get me some Game Pass updates in there. I want some xCloud updates. No, you know, nothing too heavy. It doesn't need to be super lengthy, but I would like to hear some, hey, like now... We're finally upgrading the xCloud servers to all run on Xbox Series X's uh, in the next couple months. Or, um, you know, Game Pass, you know, obviously we all want some really big titles to come to Game Pass. So I'm excited to see what they have to announce behind their services. Other than that, 100%, man, I pretty much just want gameplay. Like, I, I love Phil Spencer to be out there talking, hyping us up. But for the most part, I just want us to go beat after beat mm-hmm. after beat with games world premiere exactly exactly (laughs) and they've been doing a pretty good job about that uh recently most companies especially uh nintendo and microsoft but uh i want a photo i want them to just figure out what we want to see right these no name uh indie games which no offense to the indie games some things we just don't need a ton of time or gameplay of like uh, Second Age Extinction, for example, the one mm. on Game Pass with the dinosaurs. We don't need, put, <laughs> if it's a trailer, I'll look at the gameplay. We don't need to see nobody play through a right, level of that. Right. If it's Call of Duty, we don't need to see nobody play through a level of the damn Absolutely Call of Duty. Not. We know how no. it's playing. If you're going to show us gameplay, show us gameplay of some first party games uh, that aren't going to be shown twice in the same E3 week. Right. Um, I always hate when like they would come out and show far cry or something and then say we'll show you more at the ubisoft conference like, why why just show it at show the ubisoft, ubisoft conference you know it's cool that you guys have a partnership but i don't give a damn about that so in terms of balance focus on the gameplay just don't have 15 minutes per per game or don't have any any gameplay that overstays its welcome um give us some nice updates on uh, uh um services and really just order the the games to keep a good pay, cadence. So start strong, then hit us with whatever in the middle, you know, highs and lows, highs and lows, and then end strong. It's that simple, baby. It's that simple. Easy. Now, let's talk about the carrot on the stick, all right? Mm-hmm. What, in your opinion, has been teased or announced that we need to see at this conference? Uh, specifically, I guess for Microsoft and Nintendo, because those are the two big ones that we've heard about a lot of their games for a while, but we haven't really seen gameplay from a lot of those games or even kind of a trailer of gameplay, uh, for a lot of those games yet. What do you need to see from Microsoft and Nintendo, uh, this year to, to say, okay, you guys did well here. Okay. You want to go back and forth on this one? Cause I feel like without a doubt, we're going to have the same ones. Like sure, sure. So I'm just going to start off with, you know, our little Nintendo, our, our little baby boy, Breath of the Wild 2. You know, they, they kind of threw it at us. Was that last year when Breath of the Wild 2, like, was teased? Or was that two years ago? I don't even remember. It was now. a while ago. It was yeah, a while ago? probably, like, two, three years ago, yeah. Okay. Well, it's For some reason, in my mind, it just seems, like, relatively fresh. Like, it had to have been within the past year. Anyways, I think that is, you know, the next... Uh, 
massive Nintendo game that needs to be announced. Just due to the success that Breath of the Wild had, like that game took the world by storm. I feel like you know, Legend of Zelda had its whole formula down to a T. You go here, 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 and you know, there's nothing wrong with that formula. They were you know pumping out hella good games, but then all of a sudden, Breath of the Wild just busted wide open. You know, we got games coming out very similar to um, Breath of the Wild. You got Genshin Impact looking like Breath of the Wild. You got a game that looks like Genshin Impact. Come, like, what? Like, what is going yeah. on, bro? Like, so we need Breath of the Wild to to come back, you know, reclaim the throne and say, look, I know y'all forgot. I know y'all playing Genshin Impact, but don't forget about the king. We here. We in it. So that's what I think is the probably the biggest Nintendo game, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. If we come out of that uh, Nintendo Direct and we have not seen Breath of the Wild 2, I think I'm going to be disappointed no matter what, almost, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So uh, similarly on the Xbox side, um, in that Microsoft showcase, obviously we got to see Halo and we're 100% going to see Halo, but this this has to look decent right like right i i I don't know how much of the single player they're going to show again this year um i think they're going to focus mostly on multiplayer but i hope they show like a decent chunk once again we don't need to see 20 minutes of it or anything like that but i hope they show a decent chunk and i hope they show us you know give us good reasons to be excited about uh this multiplayer that they're kind of dragging back from the grave uh this fall um and you know I, i i think they have to hit like a lot of good notes with this this multiplayer demo to make everybody be like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, we're interested. They're we're interested. sold. Yeah, I, you know, I'm sure people will still be hesitant because Halo multiplayer is probably something that you're gonna have to get your hands on in a beta or you know whenever it comes out and kind of you know decide for yourself. Same with like you know every multiplayer game nowadays, Knockout City, uh, you know Apex, all that stuff, right? Sometimes you'll look at it in a trailer and be like, oh, I don't know, man, it doesn't look that fun. And then you actually get in the game. You're like, wait a second. Right. Right. Um, but they, they definitely have to redeem themselves from last year. Um, in one way or another, I don't know what they're going to put together to do that, but they're going to have to come strong with halo. Cause that, that was, I mean, once again, I'm getting all my dates, you know, mixed up in my head, you know, the whole pandemic year just really skewed everything wrong in terms of time but that was last sure. year where they uh, you know announced or they showed that uh, infamous halo infinite gameplay correct that was supposed yeah, to come that out was last year it was supposed to come out of the air gotcha gotcha yeah, yeah we gotta see you know updates to craig you know make craig look a little bit better you know we really want to see i think maybe even like a revamped version of that uh single player trailer would also be would also do them well and uh kind of restore the the tr- the faith in Halo so that way people can you know stop bitching and moaning. Personally, you know, like I personally thought the trailer was fine. You know, the original I was just about to say that. You know, like, <laughs> I never had a problem with it until people were like, "Oh, wow, look at that. Look at Craig." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of detail on his face, but like one that it, it literally was a mid-melee animation screenshot so you know like the screen's moving that's like that's like it's literally like you went outside and you know the motherfuckers like will record school fights and you take a screenshot from a school fight and you're like wow this guy sucks at like you know yeah, photography exactly. or like this fight was awful it's like bro it's 
I don't know. I it's a second in a lot of you know motion. Right, and I didn't. Um, I didn't think it looked bad. I mean, I guess I can understand how people could say, "Oh, it should look better," but I mean, I don't know, man. You know, games nowadays, people. I feel like some people are trying to you know push the whole like, "Oh, well, we have the power to you know make Halo look like uh, look like." I don't know, real life, you know, ray tracing. It lo- literally mm-hmm. looks like you could see the, the wrinkles on Master Chief's face through the his, like, shield or whatever. I don't know. Like, people are getting a little too too big for their britches, you know. Let the game look like a game, bro. Yeah. That's I mean, I know. agree. Uh, I remember watching. I was, I was excited about it. It was more Halo, and, like, they showcase a lot of the cool new abilities and stuff right. that they that they were adding. There were some things that I was like, ah, you know, I could take it or leave that. I'm not a big fan of this art style type thing that they were doing on a couple, like the shield popping and stuff like that. But, you know, the Craig thing I thought was like, okay, well, I mean, all right, I guess. Uh, but no, like once you kind of go back and look at the trailer, you can see a lot of things where like, sure, there's popping. Like there, you can see like popping in the distance where like the environment's popping in and like the movement on one of the covenant ships is really like linear and it doesn't really seem very fluid. That stuff, I'm like, okay, that stuff I, I would like to see fixed. Um, and I've, I'm hoping they fix that. You know, the, the detail and the graphics and stuff, I thought it was fine. If they up it, you know, I, I'm hoping they up it and I hope it looks great, but I'm right. not stressing about that. I just hope whatever they show looks fine. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I wanted to kind of uh, shift briefly back to Nintendo for one more game. You know, we mentioned I mentioned it last week in my predictions, but I think Metroid um, has to make an appearance. Bro. I think that that is a I, I don't you know, obviously, I don't think Metroid is a selling selling point for Nintendo because, you know, the fact that they don't release it every year or, you know, you don't see Samus on all the marketing and whatnot. You know, obviously, it's not a selling point. But the fact that they, you know, even brought it up, the fact they even, you know, said, oh, hey, this franchise is not dead or this young know, game series, Metroid Prime series is not dead. Like, come on, bro. Like, give the people some news. Give them some hope or something like that. So got to get a got to get a little bit of Metroid there. That was just my, you know, I just want to have that little brief, you know, interjection there about Nintendo before we move back to some other games, maybe back with uh, Microsoft. Yeah, I mean, I agree there. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm. I also think that, hey, it was very weird that you guys announced this so far ago. Um, you guys probably should give us an update, but who knows? Who knows what's going on with that game, man? I, I heard that it got rebooted. Right, <laughs> yeah. So, Mid-development, rebooted. Like, yeah, Damn. that's tough. That's tough. So, I mean, I don't really have any more specific games that that uh, we need to see. I'm just going to say that we need to. there needs to be some sort of cadence here where they need to stop announcing new games. Microsoft and Nintendo specifically. Like, yes. I love new games. Yep, 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 yep. But at some point, you need to deliver on like your promise. Like, Microsoft has gone an entire generation without a lot of major games. Right? We've mm-hmm. had Gears Five, and that's about it in terms of like remarkable new titles. Sea of Thieves, Gears Five, Sea of Thieves, and other than that, it starts to get blurry. Right? Um, we need to stop. We need to start delivering on promises. Nintendo hasn't had a you know crazy first party in a long time. Like last year was a drought, and the year before, I guess we had Animal Crossing, and that was kind of it. I mean, they're both in the same place. Like when you look at PlayStation, like their cadence has been perfect uh, for the like the last half of the PS4 and going into the launch of this uh, generation. Like um, we're getting Ratchet and Clank, 
we got Spider-Man. We got two Spider-Man in like the last five years. Right. We got Last of Us 2 last year, Ghost of Tsushima. So it seems like every year they have at least, you know, two to three bangers that they're dropping and, you know, keeping a, a really, really good pace and cadence um, year over year for announcing titles. And at the same time, they're announcing new stuff, but also they're like, hey, this is what's coming this year. Nintendo and Microsoft have almost stopped doing this at that point, at that, at this point. Um, so I'm, I definitely want to see new announcements at E3, but we, it's well overdue that we get some updates on games they've already announced. Uh, and we start getting some idea of, of the rollout plan for these games. Like if we come out of the Microsoft conference and we still don't know when a lot of, like most of these games are coming out, um, that's going to be a problem. Right. Like if, if we come out of this Microsoft conference and say, OK, so in the next year, two years, what will I have to play? And we still have no clue. Mm-hmm. That's a big problem. And the same on the Nintendo side, like Breath of the Wild 2. I'm excited to see it. But we need to know what we're going to be able to play in the next year from Nintendo because the mm-hmm. Diamond and Pro remake isn't going to do it. Um, you telling me you ain't excited for uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus at 24 frames per second? I forgot about that damn game. That's not going to do it either. That, 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 uh, that footage was atrocious. So, um, yeah, I like we're in two different places. Nintendo, I have no clue what they're doing. Um, I have no clue what's on the horizon besides Breath of the Wild 2. So I hope they kind of really help paint that picture for us. And Microsoft has the studios. Right. They have almost, you know, they have enough studios to almost produce a limitless stream of content but they just haven't turned that faucet yet, right? Once you once we get those first like one or two titles, it seems like year after year we're just going to get game after game after game. So, um when is that first shoe going to drop? We need we need those answers coming out of this conference. You know what I want to see? I want to give me a give me a MCU level roadmap. I want to know, you know, you know right. how they have like phase 4. We're going to have you know, Black Panther 2 2022, Spider-Man 3 in 2023, you know, some some shit like that. Yeah. Give me something like that for for both of these, you know, lovely companies. I just want to see mm-hmm. what is on the horizon. Give me kind of like a general idea. Honestly, I'm at this point, I'm low-key fine with them just lying to me, bro. Say, yeah, we'll yeah. get Metroid Prime 2023. Okay, that's perfectly fine. Just let me know you didn't yeah. forget about the game. And it is potential that it is going to be coming out in the year 2023. The fact that, like, some of these games, they don't have any. I mean, then again, it kind of falls into that whole, like, you know, that is somewhat of a release date, you know, even though it's a release year. But I don't know. It's kind of tough. I just just want it, though. Give it to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Obviously, you know, studios can't do or uh, publishers can't do the MCU thing you know as accurately because games get delayed all the time who knows how how you know development cycles are or have to adjust and move around so but i mean i'm 100 percent with you man just lie to us bro whatever you got <laughs> kind of almost ready to come out hit us with a 2023 as a conservative estimate hit us with a 2022 um especially on the microsoft side you guys have been like you know readying the army holding you know building your resources for far too long um this is, you know, I, you know, I, some, a part of me says, okay, next year is really the year where we'll probably see everything. Mm-hmm. But like, if, if they come out with, you know, still question marks, man, I, I got to roast them this right. year. I can't wait another year. Um, so yeah, give it, you know, obviously COVID, blah, blah, blah. Give us some hope 
some like if you show gameplay that gives me hope that the game is somewhere around the corner right even if we don't have a release date but if you're not showing gameplay if you're just showing cgi if you're just showing like really bare questionable trailers that's not going to do it man we need to come out um kind of with an understanding of where these companies are um with their with their games that's what i'm hoping for man i'm really hoping that we can uh get all this uh and then one of the last ones i have is sleeper hits all right every year you know i feel like a lot of times we look to the big guys mm-hmm. and a lot like usually i'd say 50 percent of the conferences deliver a lot of times ubisoft is a you know toss-up whether what they're going to show is going to appeal to me because they kind of have a couple handful of games that are in their wheelhouse that don't necessarily hype me up all the time like assassin's creed and stuff it's cool but you know it's not going to get me hyped every time same with ea um so you know besides the the big ones like microsoft sony and, and nintendo uh i think there's a lot of sleeper hits that we we need to be looking out for devolver conference is a is a conference that always comes with six surprises um do you have anything uh on your radar any conferences on your radar any games you think might be announced on your radar um that you think might be a sleeper um no i don't have any i can't really think of any games per se um but i guess the two conferences that i would like to see something crazy coming from would be um devolver and bandai namco just because you know bandai namco they are a resident you know anime games i'm hoping for something you know fresh and spooky obviously you know never gonna get my hopes up for them because they never I've, i've never never been delivered i'm always let down you know they they announce these games that you're like oh that's interesting but then you just know it's gonna be bad like what remember yeah. remember the fact remember that they released a one punch man video game i remember that it, trust me I te- remember like that. It, it's obviously you know it's a ridiculous concept you know haha one punch man saitama is you know he can't be beat how would they make this into a game i think that there's a lot of ways that they could have uh you know made the game and I think that what the the game that they made another 3D arena battler and the way that they implemented him, I think they implemented him in a cool way. But the game itself is just lackluster, bro. It's like, why would you release this? Why why are all the games? Why is every anime a 3D battler? I guess they're all battle anime, but you don't have to make every game a 3D arena like battler. Like, come on. Now. Yeah, it's so, basically copy and paste. Basically copy and paste. This at this point, the engines are the same. Just the graphics are updated to match the art style of the um, of each anime. So I'm hoping for something fresh. I really am like once again, like with the Demon Slayer uh, 3D arena battler that's coming out. It looks really, really good. It literally looks like this. Sh- you're playing the show, which I'm. You know happy about but come on man i don't i don't want to see those stupid ass health bars at the top telling me that i have to fight my homeboy or something like that i have to fight in no skate like come on i don't want to see that anymore so bandai please give me something else um i guess obviously there is, is bandai bandai is publishing uh elden ring right I yes think. okay so i mean i guess if we're potentially getting that go ahead and uh give us that because i think that would be the ob- the most obvious sleeper hit right there because especially since especially how much people have been you know kind of yearning for more information about the game they know that it it is a has a lot of big names to tie to it and you know it 
should be an interesting game to play. So I'm, I'm looking for that. And uh, what was the other conference? Oh, Devolver Digital. Oh, you know, they always got something crazy, bro. Always got heat. They yeah. always got heat. So I, I'm not even worried about them, you know, delivering uh, this within or this weekend. I think they I think I saw a tweet from them saying that they're going to have five games that they're talking about. I'm not sure if they're five new games or if it's just five of their games that they are currently mm-hmm. working on or a mixture of both. I don't know. But, yeah, those are the two that I'm excited about. Cool. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said, man. I, I'm always, you know, eyes peeled for even in the big showcases. Sometimes in the Nintendo case, Microsoft uh, showcase, they'll sneak in some indie games that look really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just uh, don't don't put all your eggs in the in the AAA basket. We, we might get some cool uh, indie games that, that might get some cool announced dates, like really early announced dates or or may look better than expected. So uh, let's see what's, what's going on with that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're right on the horizon, man. We're ready to go. Um, I think the most important thing that all these conferences need to do is, uh, you know, just be fun, be entertaining. Uh, I think the the flow of the conference, uh, the, the quality of gameplay, uh, the amount of you know balancing and talking they they add in the in the show is all gonna um, add up, right? You don't have to have the craziest bangers, craziest surprises to have a fun show, right? Like you said, Devolver does it every year. Um, they have a lot of cool indie games that aren't you know obviously ten out of, aren't all ten out of tens, but they all always present them in a way that's really fun and unique. Um, same with uh, like PlayStation last year with the PS5 showcase. Those transitions were super cool, mm-hmm. and the way they transitioned the game to from game to game was really smooth, in my opinion. And and you know, regardless of how hyped each game was, they made you feel like you should care about every game. Um, so first and foremost, I hope that I'm entertained, that I have fun, and I come away feeling, you know, happy to watch all these damn commercials that they're going to serve to us. Um, and I, I feel excited about the next generation of gaming. So, yeah. Lovely, beautiful, and excellent. That's Do all I have. Do you have any final, final E3 thoughts? Those were my we final E thoughts, bro. Wow. Very poetic, man. Very poetic. Because that's what I'm hoping E3 is going to be. It will be, man. It will be. We hope. You know, that is you true. Never, <laughs> you can never know 100%. I feel like my expectations are always way too high and then they kind of end up being mid. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, guys, it's right upon us. Get ready for our post E3 post show where we're going to break down the Nintendo Microsoft, uh, and, and all the rest of the conferences in a big episode next week is going to be great. We're going to have some guests on. You definitely will not want to miss this. Uh, so, Everybody, go look at the calendars on Twitter. Go look at the E3 calendars. Look at the Summer Game Fest calendars. Watch along with us. Um, join the Discord, playerplayerpod.com slash Discord. We'll live react if you guys want to do that um, and get hyped together. Uh, but until then, thank you guys, as always, for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. Rate us five stars on iTunes and tell your friends about us. If you want updates about future episodes and giveaways or you want to submit a question to the show, visit playerplayerpod.com or you can follow us on social media at playerplayerpod. Uh, big shout out to the boy Aaron Miller as always for the intro music. You can follow him uh, at the Miller Child on Instagram. You can find me on social media as the Hoopman, where the E is a three. You can find my co-host Arsen here as Pax Arsenica on Twitter and Twitch uh, or Arsen Lagpa on Instagram. Uh, 
And until next time, guys, get ready for E3. Get ready.